0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Basis Hashem, feedbacks and insights share number 52 When the Torah says Loy toiv, levadoy, It's not good for a person to be alone Let me make a, help, a helper for him um, to help him That means that by doing so it is toiv Marriage is a good thing A Baruch Hu gives it to us It's a beautiful gift. It's a priceless gift. He uses marriage for many reasons. It obviously is uh, to have children, to raise children, to perpetuate the generations. It eliminates a great degree of loneliness. It multiplies our effectiveness as a team working together establishes families not just the children dynamic but the overall dynamic of a family structure once you have children grandchildren and the children marry and so on family structure it's meant to enjoy life lessanic actually to marriage can be with all this, despite all the marriage jokes out there and some real problems that are out there it could be a source of great enjoyment as well and he blesses us with this relationship of intimacy that includes physical, emotional, spiritual. And part of the marriage purpose is for us to grow, to deal with our own issues, to go beyond our own self-centeredness through the help of a lifelong partner. That's the Azer and we said before, many pshatim and chazal what azer Kinegdai means, but even the kinegdai could be an azer. Yes, the chazal say zacha azer loi zacha But very often what happens is is that if you uh use it properly, even the Kinegdai, when your wife or husband is um you know opposing you of, of something or challenging you about something. Um, then it's teaching you something, to learn something, to grow better bre- better, and to love, to truly love. Cause love doesn't just mean because you feel good about it, or you know, because uh you got so much that so you're gonna love because you just feel good at, at receiving everything. No, love takes work. And once you do that though, it's it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. And um you learn how to love another imperfect person. Unconditionally. Unconditionally, by the way, means that it doesn't mean that you don't see the flaws, doesn't mean something that you don't sometimes address the flaws, but unconditional in this sense means that you see the inner essence, you see the panemius, That Nakuda is unconditional. And that's where you build it from. That Khela Mal, that spark of Neshama that's within. And it's a wonderful thing, marriage. But it's also difficult at times. It's certainly life-changing. And if utilized properly, you could change your life for the better in, in the most exponential way, no matter how it was till now. And when you learn to love, and you learn to work on getting closer to, to your spouse, to your husband or wife, Hashem gives yata the shmaya that he wants the Shekhinah to dwell there and he gives you the Siyat HaDashmayeh that you could unite especially if both of your hearts are there despite the personality differences to unite and to get along Habal Tair Messiah Hashem will help and we're going to talk soon that even if sometimes it's a one-way street where one is interested, the other is not but the one who is the, takes his the steps that he or she needs to take and can take they'll transform themselves and most of the time their spouse will soften up and move, get be moved to the point where they want to improve the marriage as well takes courage and um, you basically have to follow um, an example be an example in being the best husband you can possibly be, or the best wife you can possibly be. And that's a very important insight. Now, I read up and saw in literature, and you have to be careful, uh, because, you know, there's secular sources, and even the other faith-based sources, where they uh, have a certain program of where a marriage is in trouble, and sometimes they instruct, if both are willing to do this, they give certain tools and exercises for for both of the couple, the husband and wife, to do certain things and be committed to do it, even if it's difficult. And if they do it, they could turn it around and have a most beautiful marriage. And there are times where only one party is interested one party wants to leave the marriage or is just really is not interested in developing the relationship gave up on it the other one either reluctantly or not reluctantly but wants to try and they're given certain exercises certain tools and they do it and it transforms them and it ultimately heals and it usually generates that the other spouse in turn will turn towards them and want to heal together with them as well it may take some time now even if it never happens you anyway benefit because you grow as a person and um, you develop a certain peace of mind and happiness uh, as a result regardless so what we're going to do though and what happened was is with this program um, there was tremendous tremendous success hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples were reconciled, divorces were saved by certain types of programs of how to do this. And we're going to discuss some of it in this feedback and in some future shiurim. So it's important for all you couples listening to this, if both of you are listening and you both want to try it, it's best that you both do it together. But even if only one of you is interested and the other one seems to be detached and you want your marriage to get healed and you want to grow and you want to develop that marriage despite how um you know it distance you may seem right now from your husband or wife it's worth it to take that journey and to try it and there's going to be discussions about this in a real way and how to create this healing the first step to this is the to be patient, to learn patience. When you love your husband or wife, and you're coming cro- across a difficult challenge where you don't feel that love so much, first of all, uh, like we're going to explain, love is a decision. It's not just a feeling. The hergish comes. It's similar to Havdal, and I'm going to bring the aside of what the of Amishrit says on Havas Hashem. He asked the question. It says, You should love Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul. Either means with all your money or with every mido or with everything you got. But the bottom line is, you have to love Him. So the Maggid asks, How do you have a commandment to love? If love is a feeling, a hergish, you can't just turn on, on and off a switch. And just say, Oh, okay, I, I love, I love. So what does that mean, vahafta? How could you have a commandment on an emotion to love? And the Magad answers that the that the, tzivoy, the commandment to love, is on the hisbaininus, is on the thought process. Meaning like this, similar to what the Rambam discusses in the Atari, Helchis Deis, that if you look at the Bria and, and you're filled with awe of how Hashem created this wonderful and wondrous universe and everything in it. And then the feeling gets generated because you just think about it and you're in awe. So the commandment is not the feeling because Yitaka can't control that. The commandment is the Hizbaynenes, the meditation, the thinking through it. And then ultimately the Hergish will come. The same thing applies to when you love your wife or your husband, even if the feeling is not there. So how do you love them? The feeling is not there. What you do is, is you are bespining. You think about the positive qualities and the rakudas that you appreciate or you should appreciate, even if you don't feel the appreciation in your heart yet of all the good, wondrous things that your husband or your wife has provided for you and takes care for you, and all the benefits you have from the fact that you're married, and from the fact that you're married to this person, so even without the feeling, the actual effort, of being misbeinning, of thinking along those lines, is part of the vahafta already. I, in other words, my I don't feel that feeling towards my wife yet, but I know she does wonderful things for me, I'm going to express that Akharas Atayv, because of that, that's called loving your wife whether the feeling is there right this minute or not. And then it'll come. Over time it'll come. And the wife to the husband as well. So the first thing is is patience. If let's say this is good to practice, no matter what type of marriage you have, you could have the most wonderful marriage, it could always be better. And you can have the most difficult marriage and by taking these steps it'll you'll see it'll bring healing. And and you know they have the statistics. Most of the time, they do these types of things. Um, the marriage does improve tremendously, and even if it doesn't, you're transformed, and your mental anguish is diminished to a great degree. So, it's very love is motivates a person to provide for his family, to take a stand for what he what he what he feels important. He loves Tyra, so he takes a stand on Tyra. And love drives can drive a woman to connect emotionally in a relationship with her husband. Love causes uh, the a woman to comfort those hurting around her, to protect her children, to extend her kindness, you know, her hand in kindness to those in need. Some people leave, need love like, like oxygen. You can't live without it. It changes our whole motivation. And again, it doesn't necessarily start off with an emotion. It's a decision, similar to happiness, which we're gonna discuss in a different time, at a different time about how happiness, too, is a decision, and then the feeling comes later and you generate those feelings, it does come later. But even when they're not there, you can still be happy. Even when you're not not there yet, you can love even though you don't feel that feeling. So we'll discuss that. It's important to become a patient person. Even people that are impatient could learn to become patient. And when you are patient, you respond in a positive way. And very often, even when there's negative situations, tense situations, you respond in a pos- positive way. There's nothing greater than that. You're uh, like the rabbi Nachshollem, erech You're slow to anger. You decide you're not going to have a short fuse of a of a quick temper. You're going to have a long fuse. You're going to learn to work on it. And rather than being restless and demanding, you settle down and you and you you start to be more rachmim on others. That's hard to believe, but uh, Ramayusha said it himself, that Bateva, he was, uh, you know, he had to struggle with anger, and he worked on himself. And, um, which is a pellet, because we never, you know, never saw him angry. But with Maimon, he told Amos, he's working, he worked on himself to get to that point. And it's very important to learn patience. People don't like being around impatient people. Impatience Causes an overreaction in an angry way sometimes, in a foolish way sometimes. And usually what happens is, is when you anger, when you're very angry, it breeds more wrongs, more negative behaviors. It generally never makes things better. That's something to remember, by the way. You could, you know, sometimes Daiga Belaivish, yes, yes, there's two shot, but one shot is someone's really upset and they need to vent. To, to another person then sometimes you need to do that that's one of the advices in Mishlei. Chavetz Chaim talks about it in Hilchas Lashon Hara it's a Chavetz Chaim Shir beautifully given by Maget She'er, really should put up the link again so again I'm not clear on the halachas, I'm saying this with a disclaimer that I'm not clear cut a million percent on the halachas but from what I understood in one of the halachas is, is if let's say somebody was really, really aggravated and um Started um, li- and 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 comes to you and vents and complains about a particular person and goes on and on and on and is ranting and so on, and you're listening. So, according to the Chavetz Chaim, the way I understand it, if your kavana right then and there, by listening to this, is to absorb it and not to be, of course, not to believe it, but then right away, let the person calm down, and then try to talk convince the person to see, some, see it in another light to realize they're not thinking rationally and the person that they think harmed them did not really harm them then in certain circumstances it's permitted to do and to listen for the purpose not to believe it but to purpose to diffuse the situation so that's idea of listening um, and that's something that's very important to do and um, anger alone will just snowball. So sometimes you need to vent, you vent like that, but, but, but usually what happens is you can't have that anger last, you have to let it calm down, and you, you work yourself on patience, using that patience and calmness to resolve problems. Not just biting your lip, not just putting your hand over your mouth, you take a deep breath, you clear the air, and it's a choice to control your emotions, which is not easy at times. No one said it's easy, but it is doable. You go into a private room, you take a deep breath, you stay calm down, you calm yourself down, you allow your emotions to calm down so it does not control you, and... You learn by doing that that you won't take nakama, You won't take revenge. You don't, won't return an evil deed for another evil deed. And you'll have an internal calm. Even though the, it's, it's externally um, you know, tense right now. Sort of like an oasis in a desert. Or the eye of the storm where things are calm. Even though the, 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 there's winds storming around you with 100 miles per hour. You'll learn how to have that inner calm so when your wife offends you you have to ask yourself do you retaliate quickly or do you stay under control is anger your emotional default sometimes it's retreat sometimes it's silent treatment also a poor part of anger and what you you need to recognize in yourself that when you're doing that you're spreading a negativity and it's very important to recognize it and put a stop to it. So that is one you saw right away. If you're used to having arguments and anger and yelling at each other and bickering. And, and so there you think and you start taking those steps. So as you mentally prepare from before and you realize that your anger is usually coming from ignorance or foolishness or selfishness, it's not always the way you assume it is to be. It's usually an overreaction. And patience makes us wise. And when you're, when you're upset about something, the best thing is to approach your husband or wife, help me understand, not how dare you, or how could you do this. Help me understand, I want to understand the thought process of why this was done. Don't rush to judgment. Put your feelings on Pause. That's a very hard thing to do if you don't practice, but with practice, it's doable. You put your feelings on pause. You see something that really upset you. Your wife or husband did something that really, really upset you. But before you do anything, you calm that anger down. Take a deep breath. Maybe think things through a little bit, and then when you need to, you could fully listen to the, what, the, what the other person's saying. I want to understand why. What? Why did you decide to do this? What happened? and um that's a very important point and this happens a lot by the way when people um come home from a very hard day's work and then this, this something happens in the house and they lash out they get upset and they lash out at their wife about something maybe she actually there was an issue to get to yell about but the whole pressure cooker of the day made it a billion times worse where if he was just calm down, taking a deep breath, maybe not say anything right away when he's home, but wait a little bit, it could have been resolved in an easier way. So it's very important that just like lack of patience can turn your home into a war zone. When you practice patience, it'll foster peace and quiet and and it'll stabilize a marriage and will make it healthier. And when you love a person, and you learn to be patient with that person, you're allowing them to be human. You're allowing them to make mistakes. You understand everyone fails. If I failed, why? So so so, you know. I expect only that I fail. My wife can't fail too. My husband can't fail too. We all make mistakes. But when we patiently um, work on it. It gives you an amazing ability to hold on, even if there's tough times in the relationship. And um, you work on it. You test yourself. Sometimes you have to sort of have a mental image. You're not going to get into this more difficult situation. Take a deep breath. Think it through. Don't, don't respond right away. Don't react right away. And um, that helps a tremendous amount. And it's a key. It's a key. That's why Hashem tells us not to take revenge, and then also Even if you don't take revenge, not to express that hurt. And it's a lost art, but it's doable, it's workable. Every one of us can attain it. We can learn how to be more patient. It may not come naturally to us, but us, B'nai uh, Yisrael, wise men and women, husbands and wives of Kla Yisrael, we pursue it, that's part of bakshu sholem v'ratfeu, Bakeshalan sholem vratfehu. seeking peace. Seeking peace means all the methods of how to go about it too. And by being more patient, that's really key number one. So this is one of those that is recommended to start off with. It could be millions of problems that you think that cannot re- be resolved. You may not feel your, your marriage is in a good place or even in the reverse. But the key right now is, and try this for a day, try this for a week, and it's very simple. The idea is, is that your words often show love. And again, don't worry about the feelings right now. Don't worry about whether you feel that love or you don't feel that love. The words you say are love itself if you use it right. So if that is really a hard part to start with, you're not motivated yet. Why should I work on my marriage? I've been burned so many times and you really believe the other party is the main um, cause of the hurt. But nevertheless, you resolve very strongly, I will going forward, be patient, not say anything hurtful to my spouse at all from this moment onward. I, it's better to hold my tongue than to say something that I may regret. I take a deep breath, calm my anger, calm my resentment, and then at a later point I could address it in a in a, in a, in a calm way. When you think about the all the good things, even though there's legitimate things that you're upset about, that comes a very long way in helping the marriage. So again, this is an exercise for all of you to do. Try it for a week especially, to learn that patience, to develop that patience, to express love even if you don't feel like it in your heart. It's not important right now that you don't feel it. The actual act of the thank you, that you're welcome, of not attacking, of Saying, let me hear your point of view instead of reacting, you know, like a blowtorch and, and just blow up. That, those are the steps, and it starts with patience and don't get discouraged by putting that seed. That's the first seed, and it'll help spread. And Maya Hashem a lot of healing can happen in the marriage, and a lot of healing that will bring true Simcha going forward for all of you for all couples in Kal Yisrael and may Hashem help that we should all heal our marriages should heal and there's a way and you need to be encouraged by it you need to realize it does take work but it could be done and it will be done and if you, when you do it you'll see you'll have a lot, lot of atzalacha have a wonderful day